Fair Catch Kick, the 15-minute fantasy football podcast. I'm Paul Stoltz, former professional kicker who spent way too much time in the offensive film room. And I'm Anthony LaFreary, an award-winning sports reporter. And as far as his playoff situation and his fantasy football league is concerned, I am back! What it do, baby? <laughs> Doing your best uh, Skip Bayless impression as usual, I see. Trying to be the heel of every league that you're in, and you certainly are the heel of our league, Ant. I am the best heel I can be. <laughs> well, it's crunch time, folks. It is the last two weeks of the regular season for most leagues, uh, where playoffs begin in week 14. And we are fighting for one of those coveted playoff spots. If you have already clinched the one or the two seed, maybe you've even clinched a bye. Congratulations to you. If you're in the cellar, you're probably not listening to this show anymore at this point, unless you think Anthony is just really good looking and you just want to see him as much as you can on a weekly basis. We're changing up the format a little bit this week because most trade deadlines are over. So we figure what would be most helpful, whether or not you have a trade deadline still, still in order, is just to review a whole bunch of players to know who you can trust, start, sit, moving forward. Additionally, we are, of course, going to continue our top five waiver wire portion. So without further ado, at FCK Podcast on Twitter, on Instagram, please do us the solid of hitting that subscribe button and sharing with your friends. We've been getting a lot of positive feedback uh, please, if you don't want to share with your league mates, go ahead and share it with your friends and family uh, on Apple Podcasts, on uh, YouTube. Anthony, let's get it rolling for the start of week 12. All right, Ant, waiver wire time. Hit him with your 5-4-3-2, then I'll do the same. Okay, so just before I get into my five, I have a really quick honorable mention. That's Cole Beasley. He's coming off a bye, so he's going to be a bit fresher. Um, he's very tough to predict, but to me, he's worth a stash and start whenever John Brown is hurt and is not playing, which is now. Agreed. Uh, Agreed. Thank you. So number five, we'll get right into this now. Brashad Perryman, double-digit point outages in three of his last four games, three touchdowns in his last two games. He seems to be on an upward trajectory. Mm -hmm. Same thing with my number four, Michael Pittman. Uh, his targets were a bit down in this game, but the chemistry with Rivers still seems to be there. I like that. Number three, Dalton Schultz. He's a solid tight end one because everybody's so concerned with the other receivers. He's always wide open, Paul, just like our turkey ball days when you would find me. <laughs> and then number two, it all links up. Andy Dalton is my number two. Um, listen, dude. They've figured things out with the offensive line, which is going to make him work. Kicking Zach Martin at the tackle, which I've been waiting for them to do, they've finally done, and it's maximizing the potential of the whole offensive line. It's going to make the – it's not going to be an elite offense, but I see Dalton as like a number 12 to 15 wide receive, uh, quarterback. He was number 12 this week. That's about where he should be. Yeah, look, in a, in a deep league where you roster two to three quarterbacks, it's worth rostering Dalton and playing the matchups in, in a super flex spot. Uh, I left Pittman off my list this week, but he was on my list last week. Yeah. I think he's plenty talented. He's a, he's a 6'4 guy. He actually showed me he's faster than I thought he was. I knocked him for his speed last week. Uh, that's pretty solid, Ant. I'll start with my number five, which is the same as your number five, Brashad Perriman. You covered that well. I don't need to dive into it. He's getting a lot of deep looks as well. 
Uh, my number four is James White. Here's the reason. James, White, you, James White's usage goes up in games where they're behind and that are shootouts. His next three games for the Patriots are Arizona, the Chargers, and the Rams. Those are three games that feel to me like higher usage James White games. You know how big of a fan I am of Damian Harris, yeah. but these feel like James White games. My number three is Alan Lazard. It's time to put him back on your roster. He is, <laughs> he is back. He looks healthy. Uh, Rodgers is looking for other options to open up Devontae Adams. Rodgers will do things like feed Lazard or Tanyan or Marquez Valdez-Scantling just to distract from Devontae Adams to get Devontae open. Hmm. Lazard is worth playing here. My number two, great minds think alike. I'm on the Dalton Schultz bandwagon here, Ant. Uh, yeah, I get they've got Gallup and C.D. Lamb, and they've got um, Amari Cooper, of course, but Dalton Schultz, to me, is the Austin Hooper of the league right, right. now. Right place, right time. He's a great checkdown option for Andy Dalton. And what Dalton Schultz does really well from a football perspective is he fakes blocking down, blocking down meaning going into the defensive end and then, come, and then coming and peeling out or running a route. And that gets him open, especially in short yardage stuff. Six, seven, eight targets a game moving forward. Uh, I think he's going to be a top tight end the rest of the way. Paul, I absolutely love your list. Uh, I'm very surprised about uh, James White at, I believe it was number four, right? You had him? Uh, I had him at number four, yeah. Uh, I thought you were going to, you know, stick to your guns and say, ah, Harris is the only guy worth having. But your point about his usage being up, in the shootouts and being behind and then looking at that schedule, that's a really fantastic, fantastic point. Um, yeah, they, they, their usage is totally different between Harris and, and James White. His usage goes up in games where they're behind and Burkhead's banged up right now. Yeah. All, all the more reason to own him. Who you got at number one at? So yeah, my number one, um, this is kind of a one week only bit, but I'm, I'm getting on the Gus bus um, for a week. <laughs> Dude, there's just no other running back there that's going to get touches on a short week. Um, I'm going to make a quick asterisk and say, and I don't mean to do it again, again, but J.K. Dobbins is still not 50% owned. So get him, stash him on your IR, and take him long-term. But for this week, there's nobody on the wire I want more than Gus Edwards. Yeah, dude, I think that's really smart. I put him as an honorable mention after the fact because I was going to qualify it with what you said. He is a one-week only play while Dobbins and Ingram uh, recover from COVID. Dobbins is the guy to have, as Ant and I have been touting for weeks now, he will be the guy to have on the Ravens roster during playoff time. Okay, Paul, so who do you have at number one? Yeah, so my number one is uh, a guy I'm probably a week late on, but that's Salvin Ahmed. Uh, the running back for the Dolphins. This is a guy out of Washington University who scored 11 touchdowns last year and was always over five and a half yards per carry. Uh, they are giving him the shot with Miles Gaskin still on IR. So whereas Gus is just a one-week go, Salvin Ahmed is likely a multi-week go. The reason I was a week late to him was because I wanted to see how they used Brita. Brita, they obviously signed him to a contract there. 
but Ahmed got the majority of the snap share at this point in the season. It is super important to have a starting running back that you could pick up off the waiver wire. Yeah, Paul, I, I like that, Ed. I'm, I'm a little disappointed myself. I didn't think of it, but that's always you looking for obscure things like that that work out. Um, yeah, whenever you get a guy like that, you go get him and stash him. So this is the point in the season that really matters. It's all about making the playoffs. We've said it all year. Weeks 12 and 13 are pivotal, and you need to be rostering a team that, if you make the playoffs, is going to be successful in the playoffs. So what we're going to do instead of going after over trade targets, buy low, sell high, where many leagues are done with their uh, – have passed their trade deadline, Ann and I are going to go through a variety of players and give – our analysis on them. But first, before we do that, we're going to have a little visit from Dr. LaFrary where he goes over five of the injured guys and whether or not we're going to see them moving forward, whether or not they can help you. So, Ant, first one I want to give you is what have you heard about Austin Eckler? Well, I've heard some mixed signals. He recently posted a video of him doing squats and saying he's in midseason form. But Anthony Lynn spoke to the media today and said they'd like to have him back. The way I see it, monitor the situation. If he plays, you ride with him. Yeah, I think, I think that's sound analysis. Uh, what are you hearing about uh, Christian McCaffrey? Now, McCaffrey, they're saying it's unlikely he's going to play. Um, it really stinks it's such a pivotal week. You know, just hold on to him, to, you know, and then wait till he comes back. That's the best I could do for you right now with him. Yeah, yeah it sounds like a week 13 situation to me. Um, how about the two Lions, Galladay and Swift? Okay, so Galladay, I believe he practiced in a limited basis today. So that's a good sign. I think he also practiced limited last week as well. Uh, if the game wasn't on Thursday, I'd say he's good to go and, you know, start him and ride with him going forward. When he does get back, he's another guy. I love him when he gets back. Just exercise a little caution to make sure he's going to play. Uh, as far as Swift is concerned, he hasn't practiced. I feel really bad for you, Paul, because he finally he finally gets named the starting running back. And Matt Patricia picks the week. He's in concussion protocol. I don't think he practiced today. But, again, when he gets back, he's the man. And last one I got for you. How about Raheem Mostert? Are you hearing anything about him? From what I've heard, this could and should be the week he gets back. I know I've been waiting for him for a long time now. He's been very frustrating, but he's so darn talented. He's a guy that I'm going to get right in my lineup as soon as I can. So those were our injury concerns. Now we're going to kick it to uh, Stoltz, the stockbroker here, and talk about guys that have been up and down all year. And we'll see what you think about them. Let's start with your three and a third Eagles receivers. Yeah, so uh, Fulgham's shown us he's talented, but uh, I put him number two to Rieger. I, if there's a receiver to own on that team, it is Rieger, but my number one guy on that team is going to be uh, Dallas Goddard. If Dallas Goddard is available in your league, which he's still available in a few, he's the one to own, and he's going to be a top tight end the rest of – a top ten tight end the rest of the way. 
Well done, Paul. I actually set you up to not mention Dallas Goddard so I could chime that in, but you beat me to that punch. Well, well done. You know me very well. Uh, next up, Cincinnati receivers. I'm getting rid of them. Uh, I received a couple trade offers for Tyler Boyd this morning. Tyler Boyd, who I think is a fantastic route runner, has phenomenal hands. He has been Burrow's safety blanket. I don't trust anybody with Ryan Finley. He looked very abysmal last week. Sorry, guys. No T. Higgins, no A.J. Green, no. All hope, all hope is lost with Joe Burrow. I, I hope he gets better as soon as he can. Tampa Bay receivers. So Godwin, to me, honestly, is the best of the three receivers, and he's a slot guy. He is just as good of a route runner as Antonio Brown is. Um, Antonio Brown, to me, is like a combination of Evans and of Godwin from a skill set perspective. Uh, Brown still, you know, he's only a couple games in after a long hiatus. If I had to choose one, I like Godwin the most moving forward. He's the one with the best rapport with Tom Brady, no question. Works for me. Um, Steelers receivers, another deeper core. Yeah, so Juju got hurt this weekend, monitor his injury. My stance on those guys stays the same, which is that Juju, although he was the, wor the weakest of the three this weekend, he is still the most reliable. If you're in a PPR league, you, even though I know uh, Deontay Johnson got 11 or 12 catches this weekend, you still go Juju as the number one. Deontay is worth a start in the right matchups. When a team has a bad number two corner, that's when you roll with Deontay Johnson. Claypool, it's hard to predict when he's going to have a big game, but Roethlisberger certainly likes to take the shots with him. Okay, help me out with my cowboy bias here, Amari Cooper. Yeah, look, I thought you made a good point in the waiver wire segment, which, segment, which is that Dalton is a significant upgrade over Garrett Gilbert uh, and Ben DiNucci. Uh, I said it when Dalton first took over. Andy Dalton, historically, historically meaning with the Bengals, is very good at anticipating where good route runners are going to be. He's a one or two read quarterback at best. And he made a living off of leading AJ Green to a spot that he knew he was going to be. Amari Cooper is the best route runner of the bunch. CeeDee Lamb being number two. I, pref I, I think Amari Cooper will be fine moving forward. How about your boy, Jamison Crowder? Yeah, look, going into this week, Jamison Crowder, believe it or not, on a points-per-game basis, was the number two – tied with Stephon Diggs for the number two receiver in the NFL, Devontae Adams being uh, number one. Uh, I believe Sam Darnold should be starting in the next couple games. Crowder plays really well with Sam Darnold. If you're in a PPR league, Jamison Crowder, as soon as Sam Darnold gets back, is worth starting. You can rely on him. Here, here's another good one. Uh, Brandon Cooks or will Fuller go easy on the Pepsi? Man, it is so hard to predict on a week-to-week -week basis between Brandon Cooks and Will Fuller. I would rather not be in that position where I have to say uh, if Brandon Cooks is my number three receiver, whether or not I should start him or Jalen Rieger on a given week or, or something like that. Uh, play the matchups with, with Cooks if it's a game where they're going to be behind late. Uh, that seems to be when Cooks does his best. Fuller is kind of the same. I just It's impossible to predict so far which one's going to be targeted more on, an, on any given game. So try to trade one of them if you can get any value. 
Yeah, absolutely. And then just to wrap things up here, Michael Thomas. Yeah, so Taysom Hill was better than I thought as a thrower. Uh, Breeze has something like 11 broken ribs. So it uh, <laughs> looks like Taysom Hill is going to be the guy moving forward. I wouldn't be, if, I wouldn't be shocked if we saw some Jameis Winston. If Winston's the quarterback, that actually makes Michael Thomas more valuable. Evans and Godwin were great last year with Winston. He just throws a lot of picks. With Taysom Hill, he's a little less valuable. Uh, again, if you're in a league with that still has some uh, no trade deadline, it's worth possibly trading Michael Thomas after a pretty decent game, see if you can get some value. But you got to start him if, if, if you have him. I know we tried to go through a lot of players here, but we probably didn't reach everybody. On Sundays, you can hit us up with your start set questions. But most importantly, hit us up in the comments. Ask who we think is going to be good moving forward. We can do some schedule analysis and stuff like that. The biggest compliment that you could pay us both, though, is to share this with your friends and family. We're trying to build this podcast up, and we appreciate any support that we can get. Once again, at FCK Podcast on Instagram, on Twitter. Go ahead and smash that subscribe button, that like button. Hit us up in the comments, whether that's on YouTube or on Apple Podcasts. Best of luck this week, everyone. Hope you make the playoffs and set yourself up for success throughout.